Right then, here we go. Hiya, this is Vernon Kay, and welcome to the England Rugby Podcast with our friends O2 Inside Line. This is where you come for your exclusive pod from behind the scenes in the England camp. Ahead of England's tour to South Africa, we're joined by one of the fastest men in international rugby. My speed is my thing that I want to get better at and it's what can set me apart because I think especially at international level you need to have something that is your identity and something that you can fall back on and that is your strength. Yes, we get the inside line on England's flying winger, Johnny May. So what we had was a couple of, genuinely, a couple of like old, old pole vault sticks and a trough at our school. But we didn't have the money at our school for a bed. (laughs) So we were vaulting into the sandpit. Um, no way! Yeah, so, but, but we got quite good quite quick. Manuel Toje is the latest player to take our three tracks challenge. The reason why I like it so much as well, because back in the day I used to be in the choir before my voice vo- voice broke. And uh, this was this was a song that we sang and uh, we won the inter-house competition with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and England women's Leanne Riley takes us on her rugby journey. Rugby has taught me a lot about character, um, how to work as a team um, and taking those uh, characteristics from the field into business life. But first, let's find out how I got on when I met up with England's Johnny Mayer. Well, this is a great pleasure for me because today's uh, guest on the podcast or this week's guest on the podcast or this month's guest or... Right now, the podcast that you've downloaded, because you know you can download a podcast whenever and listen to it whenever, it's a very special guest, a guy who lights up the rugby field. It's the one and only Johnny Mayer. Johnny, welcome. Hi, thank you very much for having me. This is my first podcast, so I'm a little bit nervous, but um, I like listening to them, to them myself, so why not be on one? Exactly. Uh, now, Johnny, let's talk about your early rugby career. Have you always been as quick as you are? Obviously, I mean, in relative terms, were you a quick 11-year-old, 15-year-old? Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I was always nippy as a mini rugby player and um, was one of the faster ones then. But then going through my teenage years and stuff, I I was a big late developer. So um, a lot of boys overtook me, got a bit bigger, got faster. Um, But then like late teens, I made a big comeback, you see. I grew tall and got my foot speed back from when I was from when I was younger, but I was a bit taller now, so um, I started catching people up and overtaking them again. And do you work on your speed? Is that something that you have? Do you, have, do you, have, do you speed training in the off-season? No, kind of yeah, definitely. It's something that is my strength, and I want to probably invest as much time in that as anything because that's what can set me apart, really. So that's a huge focus of mine um, every week, really, making sure I'm, I'm warming up well and, and looking after my body, doing those little things here and there that can um, keep on top of your speed training and stuff but are you always looking for answers in, in how you can develop yourself both personally and physically no but it's, it's awesome for me like I said I want my, my speed is 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 my thing that I want to get better at and it's what can set me apart obviously I want to build a good all-round game around that but I will invest most of my time in in my strength um, because I think especially at international level you need to have something that your is your identity and something that you can fall back on and that is your strength that is the reason why you're there now when, when you're on the field Johnny do you realize that when you get the ball the fans in the stadium take a gasp of air in preparation to see what you're going to do with the ball. Um, do you get a sense of that? Do you feel not, that? N- no, not really. I think... Um... Because let me tell you, when you get the ball, it's kind of... Go on, Johnny! You must hear it because everyone knows your top line. Everyone knows that yeah. Johnny's got the ball. Johnny's going to just leg it and go. Because there are not many people, if any, professional rugby players that can catch you. So, no, when you're in the game, you really are, it might sound cliche or whatever, but you really are so engrossed in what you're doing and, and so focused on, on on the job you're doing or the play that you're playing. Um, 
you know there's noise there and it's it is just a constant a constant noise throughout and obviously you do notice in in your down periods when the fans are getting up for it and mm. and and really getting behind you and that does really inspire you and it's it's awesome playing at Twickenham but in the moment um there's enough going on right in front of you and in the play that you, all of that noise you know it's there but it's it's just it's just it really is background noise now when you get the ball obviously you've got to figure out where you're going to go do you have great peripheral vision do you work on that? Do you, is there any technique or any, any, any scientific thing that you can work on that enables you to see the whole broad spectrum of the field when you've got it? Yeah, no, constantly. We're working on, you, you want to see as, as, as much as you can, don't you? Because that's yeah. information that can help you make the best decision as to where to go, to pass, to kick. Um, so all of our training, you're always exposed to trying to look see the picture in front if you make a decision if the situation changes then you need to change your decision so that's all the training that is rugby isn't it um but maybe just a little thing we've we've brought into this camp is we have our eye gym training right so that's a, a computer program that a lady from south africa has developed called cheryl and we sit on the computers and it's very much reacting quickly to to different objects on screens um and also things like clicking arrows that represent what is on the screen. So like um, reaction training on the computer with different shapes, colors and things like that. So um, we've been working with that a bit. Um, that can definitely sharpen your eyes. And like I said, your eyes are, are, are everything in a game of rugby because mm. that's what gives you the information to make your decision. You stay away from the big ones. Yes. Or look, <laughs> look for them and try and run around them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a nice little story uh, that you used to play football with Ed Sheeran. In the back garden, is that true, or Jesus, is that just a Wicked, this, this story Wikipedia just comes fan? Out every time, no. Yeah. So basically, to to be to go back to it, my mum is in a group of friends, which includes Ed Sheeran's mum. Right. Okay. So, um, for instance, me and Ed were both ushers to one of our family friends' wedding. Right. Um, so I do know him, but don't know, know, know him kind of thing. So if we were like seven or eight, and all the friends would get together we'd probably be playing football in the garden but he'd probably be more of an inside on the guitar but because my mum plays the guitar he was very classically trained cello well I think like cello and, and things like that but he saw my mum playing the guitar and she called it like he was very interested in it and she taught him his first few chords and then off he went and then lo and behold uh, yeah but it's not no so but wow. like no no like a couple of a couple of times his dad's a big rugby fan yeah, because is, I, so i've seen his yeah. dad several no, times in dad, the old two his box. dad comes yeah. with my mum and sometimes we get mt tickets to come and 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 come up after the game and stuff and sometimes ed's got my family some tickets and stuff to go to gigs but i don't want to be a woodworker and and, and leech onto him or anything he's <laughs> he's he's in a different stratosphere he's 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 on a different league but um he's no done he's, well. he's done pretty well hasn't he but it must be nice in the same friendship group you know that your parents are in to have yeah. An England international and a global music superstar. You know, I mean, when they go around to Crochet Club, there's a lot to talk about, isn't there? Fantastic. Another thing that Wikipedia popped up when I put your name in is, I'm not going to tell you what I think it is. I have not. I dread to think what Wikipedia is saying about Okay, me. You were seventh in the Great Britain under-15s pole vault yeah, in 2003. True. No, yeah, so... Um, I no, went... no, 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 I want, I want the answer. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to put it into perspective. Yeah. Never, ever, ever in the history of the Great Northwest has a 15-year-old picked up a pole vault unless it's a piece of scaffolding. Yeah, that's. It's, it's funny you say that. It's a bit like at my school. I went to a very, very normal state school in Swindon. Um, but uh, to be fair to um, our head of PE, Mr. White, and he was just so enthusiastic with athletics. 
we couldn't really put a rugby team together and we played a bit of football but we just had we we did re- have a brilliant year and for such a small school in the middle of Swindon um we ended up winning national championships against like your millfields and and all of them and and basically he and, and another friend of mine thought we liked gymnastics we did quite a lot of vaulting and gymnastics and and we're multi-sport and he thought you guys are brave and quick you can have a go at the pole vault so what we had was a couple of genuinely a couple of like old old pole vault sticks and a trough at our school but we didn't have the money at our school for a bed so we were vaulting into the sandpit um no way yeah so but but we got quite good quite quick and before you knew it we were probably going a bit too high and it was a bit dangerous so then we go me and him would go up to bath twice a week um their university and train there and and because it's such a a um niche sport, niche sport <laughs> it's all done on points so like not many schools are doing pole vaults pole vault. so if you do two meters which is quite easy to get to that stage you earn so many points for your for your team so me and rob me and, me and rob the other guy who did it were going three meters plus earning crazy points for our um for our school and, and it contributed to our to our schools winning national championships but no we we both went on and competed for our county and I think yeah I came seventh or something in the in the country and you're also pretty handy at football as well so sport has has, has been a major player in your youth growing up yeah like yeah like like I've always loved my sports like and my family's always been really supportive of me with that like Saturday mornings would be football and then football training in the week I'd be going up to Bath to do pole vault I'd be in um, rugby training in the evenings under floodlights and then Sundays would be rugby first then football game and then probably nine holes with my dad in the evening as well so um <laughs> no it's always been a huge part of my upbringing and, and like I said without a supportive family um I wouldn't be anywhere near what I'm doing now so um it, it's really nice for them to come and watch me still and Pete and my dad and mum come watch me and stuff and that's special for me this is Ben Youngs, and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Subscribe on iTunes or at englandrugby.com. We'll have more from Johnny shortly, but now for something more musical, as Maro Atorji lays down his top three tracks. Uh, I'm going to go with The Temptations, My Girl. This song is an awesome song, it's a classic, it's a... Uh, um, the reason why I like it so much as well, because back in the day I used to be in the choir before my voice vo- voice broke, <laughs> and uh, this was this was a song that we sang and uh, we won the inter house competition with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my girl by the Temptations. I tell you what, on the England Rugby podcast, you learn an awful lot of stuff that you didn't expect from <laughs> any of our England rugby heroes. You know, the fact that you were in the choir. Uh, JJ used to do some ballroom dancing as well. I mean, everyone knows that Danny Kerr used to play football. But there's loads of interesting facts that have come out from this. So what's track number two? Track number two, I've got Boys to Men, End of the Road. Um, I like this song, not because I've got my heart broken or anything. No, no we'll skirt past that. Let's move, move on. Let's not plug but, at the heartstrings. Uh, but um, Boys to Men, they're my favourite um, music group of... of of all time really um, so whenever I, whenever I hear that song I can't help but sing along it's so interesting when you go back to the 90s because we look back at the 90s and we think oh wow what a revered period of music you know a lot of, a lot of musical genres changed in the 90s but you go back and you look at some of those videos especially those guys boys to men you think what were they wearing you know what the I mean? Baggy suits yeah <laughs> and the massive shoulder pads in the jackets oh man I mean 
Woo! But you know, their music will be forever <laughs> listened to. And your third and final track. Third and final one. Um, I'm going to go for an Afrobeat song called... Uh, <laughs> uh, by Olumente called Yahuze. So this song is um, is one of the first, like... Afrobeat song that I properly like got hold of whilst I was you know old enough to like to know to know what it was about so whenever I hear it now um, it just makes me laugh a little bit it's, <laughs> it's, it's a ridiculous song and it's it's very funny but it's uh yeah it's it's it's, it's good there you go the three track challenge with Maro Toje thank you very much back now to the second part of my chat with Johnny May you made your England senior debut in 2012 in South Africa we're going to go back to South Africa for this tour. How are you feeling about that? No, it was, it was an awesome experience for me last time because um, I wasn't, I, I had quite a good sort of my breakthrough season at club and I had a pretty good season at Gloucester and I thought oh, I might be in and around that, that mix to get called up into the tour but didn't make it. But then there was a couple of injuries and I got flown out to South Africa, ended up playing a midweek game and, and, and went pretty well. I scored a couple of tries in that game. So I was just, it was just, it was huge for me <laughs> just to get flown, like especially at that age. And so I played in the midweek, but I do remember watching the actual test matches and um, the stadiums and the atmospheres are unbelievable. So um, to be going back there five years later um, and, and hopefully playing in some, some, some big test matches is exciting it was it was a 57 31 victory over the sharks i think it was your debut is that right sounds about right yeah uh and and we're going into south africa uh it's going to be an exciting few games for the england team to say the least no it's a brilliant opportunity for us as a as a group of players eddie says it there's no english team in history that has ever gone out there and won a tour this is a great opportunity to put it right isn't it like put Mm. a mark in the mark in the road and say listen we weren't we, we weren't quite good enough at the six nations but it's not a catastrophe there's some learnings to be taken from that and basically no better place to go out there really um against against a south african team that's 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 a very proud country and an awesome team go out there and, and show what we've learned and get back on track. I say this in almost every podcast or every interview that we've done. I always refer to the opposition uh, and uh, being massive. And I don't think there's a smaller rugby team in the world than the South Africans. No. They are yeah. huge. Yeah, you're right there. They pride themselves on their physicality, don't they? And they yeah. are, they're an enormous team. But we look. For, I look forward to that challenge. I'm sure everybody else does. And... Um, it's going to be tough. Who are you rooming with? Ben Teo. That's not bad. Yeah, no. Um, so I've always, I've never really had a roomie cemented because I've, I, for whatever reason, I've been in or out and, and whatever. And me and Benny got together in the Six Nations and um, we quite liked it and we thought this would be good to keep hold of. But Ben Young's got hurt and Ford is like, oh, come and room with me, mate, because I get on with Fordy well. But I was like, you know what? If I come and room with you now, when Lenny comes back, I'll be booted out and then I haven't got my thing anymore. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? We've got Benny now. I'm going to stick with Benny and um, it's a good thing. He's, he's a good guy because he seems quite uh, a calm, collected, but yet he can switch it on kind of character. No, he's, he's a good guy. Like you said, he's a chill guy. We have a good laugh, but um, yeah, we bring the best out of one another really. We can have a laugh and, and, and then go down to the gym and work hard as well. Is he a coffee enthusiast like everyone else? Or like the majority of like the English squad? Yeah, we, we need our coffee here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, he, and he, he's, he's, a, he's a coffee connoisseur. Um, he likes a good cup of coffee. So um, no, in the mornings, we'll get a coffee and get ready, head down to training. Who are your sporting heroes, Johnny? Yeah, Johnny Wilkinson. He comes in and does kicking with us now and you think, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
um, but no, he was what a player he was growing up. Um, mm. To watch him, not just as a, as a player, but also um, his attitude towards the game and how he handled himself and his professionalism and and, and everything about him, really. And then Usain Bolt. Um, you know, do you know that you're faster over the fifty than Usain Bolt? No, I'm allegedly. Not. No, I'm not. Again, I'll put this to bed now because I've been called Insane Bolt in the press. I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I ran a quick time last last autumn or whatever, but basically when we do gates, we will start behind, a meter behind the gate, and obviously we're just going hell for ever through forty. Um, also, yeah. we get to start when we want, so we're starting a meter behind, which will give you a meter of momentum into the gate, and also there's no reaction time, which is point two of a second as well. So I'm nowhere near as far, fast as Usain Bolt. Um, I never will be. Not many people ever will be. So let's just squash that one. Yeah, we, we've put that in the casket and yeah. it's six feet under the ground. Yeah. It's done. Hi, my name's Leanne Riley, England scrum half. A um, little bit about me. I first got into rugby in primary school. I went to a tag rugby festival with my school at a local rugby club um, and they were handing out leaflets to start up a girl section and dragged my sister along with me and went from there describing myself as a rugby player I'm going to have to say a terrier because people moan that I'm too gobby on the pitch um, but I like to think the terrier means that actually I run around quite a lot and just work hard in attack and defence my biggest achievement would have to be the World Cup last summer um, being a part of that was um, amazing and obviously next World Cup if we can go and win that that's even better what have I learned? Rugby has taught me a lot about character, um, how to work as a team um, and taking those uh, characteristics from the field into business life. A fun fact about me, so I don't really have much cartilage on my nose and so I can bend it backwards uh, to make myself look like a pig. Um, it's my little party trick. So for all you guys that are out there, guys and girls, Twitter, Instagram, at Leanne Riley, Riley Leanne. Um, yeah, I look, can look like a pig if you really want me to. I tell you what, the things you learn on this podcast. Thanks, Leanne. If you're enjoying this, don't forget to subscribe to the England Rugby Podcast through Acast or iTunes, where you can get all previous episodes, which include interviews with the likes of Billy Vanapola, Jack Knoll, and, of course, James Haskell. And if you've got time, please leave us a review, uh, help us get up the charts, so more people can hear our podcast. Right, it's now time for the final part of my chat with Johnny May. Johnny, what makes you laugh? Because you're quite, quite. When I first met you, I thought, "Oh my gosh, Johnny May is such an intense character." But you're not actually an intense character. You're a genuine, lovely guy. Because you're massively obsessed by Disney as well, aren't you? No, I like all that stuff. Um, yeah, I like my Disney and stuff. But what makes me laugh? Yeah. Um, like this might sound awful, but other people's like mild misfortunes. So like. So you like fails on YouTube and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, but not like nasty. Like I don't want to see anybody like lose their job or break their leg, but like small little things when things, and then, and then I also, I like winding people up as well. Oh, okay. Um, but again, not like nasty, nasty, but just little things here and there and, and just, yeah, just getting a reaction out of people. So you're more of a whoopee cushion on a chair than a pack of pins on a chair. Yes, definitely. I don't, I, don't, I don't like nasty stuff, but yeah, li- right. little slip falling overs and, and things like that. Um, yeah, they'll make me laugh. And again, just, just winding people up as well. Do you have a favourite joke? Um, that's not sort of my humour. Um, jokes, not, I don't really find many of them like that funny. And secondly, I awful at like, um, actually understanding them, like I'm like. Oh, here's, here's one. Go on then. Knock knock. Who's there? Dunup. Dunup who? <laughs> dunno, dunno, dunup, don't know who Dunup it is. Dunup who? 
Oh, done a poo. See, see where we're going. It's not that. No. Funny, no. is it? I'm digging out the dad jokes, and on a score of one to ten, from Johnny, they get zero. But some people might find that funny. My kids do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the moment they do um, they might not in a few years yeah <laughs> alright okay here we go Johnny I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions yes alright big man are you ready yeah. if you could hear one music track ever again what would it be and why I've just watched The Greatest Showman um, Rewrite the Stars Zac Efron I love his stuff loved High School Musical I love duets it's a feel good song and I like it we're flying yeah so Don't ruin it for me, please. I love that song. There's not a star in heaven that you... I love, love a bit of that high school yeah. musical. Uh, what profession other than yours would you like to attempt? Um, I play golf. I, I like golf. What, what's your handicap? Well, I played 12 holes on Saturday. and I don't, I don't play very often, but I hit four pars, five bogeys, and a double and a triple and a quadruple bogey. But that's sort of what happens when you don't play mm. very often. But... You think if I could play a bit more, I think I could get down to single-figure handicap quite I bet quickly. You could. I bet you could. What's your favourite place on earth? Uh, my mum and dad's house, Swindon, in the country. It just feels like home to me. Um, who would play you in a movie? Um, me. What are you scared of? I don't particularly like heights. Okay. What's the silliest thing you've ever bought? Silliest thing I've ever bought would be maybe... Well, I bought one of those. It's, it's quite cool, but it's silly as well. One of those things that spin on your... Do you see them? That spin a fidget on, spinner. Is that what it is? You spin it and it just spins on your finger and you can balance it. Yeah. Uh, who and what makes you laugh in the England team? A lot of the guys, uh, but me and George Ford have a good laugh every day about anything and everything, really. What advice would you give your 12-year-old self? Just try and enjoy it as, as much as you can and a bit more. Like, obviously, it is tough sometimes, professional sport and... There are ups and downs and stuff, but it, you sometimes forget how lucky you are for what you're doing and um, just try and enjoy it as much as you can. Tell us something we don't know about yourself. Um, I've got a degree in sports business management. Oh, there you go. There you go. Intelligence as well as beautiful. Uh, Johnny, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure and a real insight into the real Johnny Mayer. Thank Love you that. very much. Thank you. That's all for this week's England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Many, many thanks to Johnny as well as Maro and Liam. Make sure you subscribe to us. Check out the official England Rugby social channels, the usual ones, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Snapchat and many, many more for the England Rugby gossip throughout the summer. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.